welcome back to Made in the 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I was made in the 80s. I'm Shalia. I'm Tim. They found me in a mysterious spacecraft back in the 80s. No, no, I met your mother. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. <laughs> this is some X-Files. All right. This is I an X-Files storyline. Rolling on. This is Kendon. <laughs> and we're the Made It in the 80s crew. This week we are having fun. We are saluting our troops a little bit late. But that's okay because it's within the whole concept of Private Benjamin. She was late. She was asleep on the bus. Nobody said, hey, get off the bus. Yeah, nobody said, hey, get off the yeah. bus. I thought that was a little rude. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to the lack of communication in this room from everyone involved. But yes, yeah, that was the start of it. <laughs> yes, friends, we will communicate about that in a little bit. I'll put the timestamp in the show notes if you want to go straight to Private Benjamin. But first, we need to do some catching up because it's been a whole week and I need to know what's going on with you guys. So what's the news? Not a lot of news this week. A whole bunch of rambling about what they're going to do with Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad, Justice League, blah, blah, blah. It just, every time I see an article about it, it frustrates me because the conversation from everyone involved was that he had this movie done. And that's right. It's going to be the movie. And it's, it's, it becoming apparent that the movie's not done and it never was done. I'm sorry. <laughs> it becomes apparent that this movie is not done. <laughs> yeah, it's not done. No. Um, but it, but I do have some quick casting news that you might appreciate. One of my favorite actors, Dan Stevens, is being cast as Prince Charles. Prince Charles in what? An HB, it's an animated series uh, called The Prince. Because, I mean, we haven't gotten through it, but we're watching The Crown. Crown's good. Talking about that Prince Charles? Yeah. <laughs> they have animated now? That's wild. Yeah, but um, he's a great actor. You, you may have seen him in uh, The Guests. He was in a bunch of other films. He's He is fantastic. He's a fantastic actor. So, yeah. And then my uh, favorite wrestler. Um, Tim, wait, before you go on, yeah. what, what was his name again? I was trying to look him up. Dan Stevens. Was he on? Was he on um, Downton Abbey? I don't know. I've never watched that show. <laughs> but um, well, you can tell we would like it because we're now watching The Crown of all. I know, right? You, you're into all things British. Uh, no. So one of my favorite wrestlers, Sasha Banks, was in an episode of The Mandalorian this week. That's a spoiler for us. No, it's she, not. She's, she's in the trailer. Role. <laughs> she's, in the, she's in the trailer. <laughs> she's in the trailer for the so, show. But okay. speaking of spoilers, my phone keeps spoiling episodes of The Mandalorian because I'm waiting for them to all come out. And I'll be scrolling along. And there's like, oh, when Baby Yoda did this. And I'm yeah. like, oh, unnecessary. But it's, a fun, it's a fun season so far. The holiday season is approaching and there are toys and other bots and gifts. And I don't think they could, they have to start rolling this stuff out. Um, going quickly back to Dan Stevens, please. Yeah. I, I um, uh, recognize him. him. Yes. But I picked <laughs> him as a potential James Bond last year or two years ago. Yes. Yes, you did. I did. I, I still, I, I hold to that. I think he could do it. 
I like him. He is phenomenal, man. He's, he's, a, little, he's, good. he's a little smooth. Don't you think? Um, is Sean Connery not smooth? But if you watch The Guest, you know he can do the gritty stuff. If you watch The Guest. Fair enough. Like, oh, you can do this other thing I need you to do. My main impression of him is from Downton Abbey, where he was like, I think he married the middle daughter or the older daughter. He's their cousin. <laughs> so? That, no, exactly. <laughs> uh, that okay. does not exclude. Okay. That, that, sorry. That's the news for me. I have Moving no along. <laughs> well, so Tim, what are your thoughts? On what? The thing after the, the thing after um, Dan Stevens. What were, we, what were we just talking about? I had us go back to Dan Stevens quickly so I could make that point, but you were you were saying something else, something you moved on. He's a, oh oh his favorite wrestler is in oh, Mandalorian. Sasha Banks, yeah, Mandalorian. And was it, it good? It's a good I've enjoyed the season so far. It's been fun. Is that a is that a woman? It is a woman. Sasha Banks but, is a woman. Yes. It's interesting because uh so you've got a, a wrestler, a female wrestler, and you've got an MMA. I don't know if she's in this season. I haven't I haven't seen that far. But, yeah. Um Cara Dune? Is that is that the character's name? I don't remember her yeah. name. But... Gina Carano plays her. Yeah. And Who then... on this weird like MAGA thing on her Twitter? So people were like, You too? <laughs> she went on this yeah. She went on her Twitter and went on this weird yeah, it's disappointing, but I mean, whatever. It's well, like, really? Because here's the thing. Can I be honest with you? We can, we're friends here. Yep, everybody's friends here. It's, it's not that people have a different political opinion. I have friends, close friends, people whose weddings I've been in, who have different political opinions, and it's, that is okay. It is people embracing misinformation in such a way that makes me look at you differently. That is just flat out 100% misinformation. There's no truth to it. This guy brought this graph to me the other day about how votes are counted. It was like this weird graph he screenshot. And I was like, what are we talking about? So such a weird space to start at. But people, that's where where we're at. So much information and so little thought put into it. The first time I ever ever went to an NFL game, Mm-hmm. Um, it was somebody who had uh, season tickets, so we sat in the season tickets area. Shalia's nodding. You know this story? Yeah, I was there. Oh, excellent! <laughs> I was with you. <laughs> I know exactly what you're right. I did, not, I did not go to a to a Seahawks game and not by run. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, the guy sitting behind us, he was constantly mad whenever the the refs called against the Seahawks. No, not just mad, but like disbelievingly so. And every time. Uh, so basically, he was accepting any time there was a foul or a penalty on the Panthers, but not on the Seahawks. And right. I think that's where it comes from. You already agree with this thing, and now you're, it's not just that there's in, uh, misinformation. You already have the way you feel about the world in your head, yeah. typically. And so you're going to look at the information that conf- – I mean, everybody, I guess, knows confirmation. You look for confirmation. But, like, but my point being is that that guy – did not believe that his team could mess up. Yeah. So, for instance, and I think the on both sides, uh, when Trump won, a similar thing did, uh, happened where it's like, there's no way we could have legitimately lost. Our, our, our ideas are right. 
So the only way that that could have happened is some nefarious business. And I think that's where a lot of that comes from. But the, but the, but I, can I can vouch for Kendon's experience at that football game. It was pretty hilarious because he'd be looking yeah. at me and the other guys with us and be like, but it was a good call, wasn't it? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. I, I think I think the, this, this like, experience both, both teams do do make errors, right? This, is, this experience is different than 16 because in 16, you had people saying something was wrong and you had like some people taking money for recount, but as a group politically, I think people understood our democracy was at stake and people showed up and people conceded and people went on about the way politics go on. But what you're seeing now is a bunch of people in the mountain of like zero evidence standing firm in this. As if- no, no, no. They have a ton of evidence that you and I are pretty confident is incorrect. But again, they made their choice already. The, we're going to fight on this lie of evidence. It reminds me of that, that scene. Having orgies of it. That, yeah, an orgy of evidence. It reminds me of that scene from The Wire where Slim Charles is, is in the car and they're asking him, you know, to go do a hit. And he's like, but what if it's a lie? And Slim Charles says, if it's a lie, then it's a lie. But we fight on that lie. Like, we don't, we've come too far to not go do this thing we need to do, even if it's a lie. We just got to do it. And that's what I, when I see these people on television, like that lady, <laughs> the funny thing, I, it, should, it would be funny if it wasn't so sad. Was that 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 person on Fox News they had that was all like blacked out and talking about what she saw? And it was as Kendon, it was as you would say, an orgy of evidence. <laughs> someone her her account is someone pulled up with like a bunch of ballots and people were like frantically circling stuff on it. She's like, oh my God, these are ballots. And they were in, in broad daylight outside of a polling place, circling them on a Biden Harris van. <laughs> like, <laughs> was it like, a dream because i had a really crazy dream the other night and it stuck with me all day yeah. but like I that is i like want to watch minority report again yeah just for that scene because it's one of it's one of um what is it colin um farrell's colin farrell yeah colin farrell yeah. colin farrell's best scenes because he's just like all of this evidence this does not make sense <laughs> It's all the evidence. I was like, so you just sitting out in front of everybody brought for this massive conspiracy to take down a president. Like that is insane to me. And there are people like if I heard that story and I was a producer for a TV show, I'd be like, fan, I can't put you on TV like this. Like <laughs> what you're saying is a lot like, yeah, it's but that's where we're at. So it's been uh, it's been a joy, as you can see, for me. To, to be brought into these conversations with people and look at them like, I can't even look at you the same anymore. <laughs> I can't. Okay, well, so the news is we're still the same and we're still human beings. We're still any, human beings. Oh, yeah, I know I had news. News is movie theaters are closed again for the yeah. next month as are restaurants coming up soon here in a couple days. Yeah, for indoor seating, right? Mm-hmm. So we're back to basically we're back to March, right? Which might as well be closed given Seattle. I mean, we, I mean, I'm planning to continue calling in and getting food, but. Oh, I thought he meant sitting outside. Yeah. The sitting outside is, is closed. So yeah. So we're back to March. That's our news is we're back to the, not all the way back to the eighties, but we're back to eight months ago. I need people to not wild out and just. Take it slow. Tim, how are you going to handle Thanksgiving? 
Nothing. I'm not doing nothing. I I was resigned to this in April. I'm not doing nothing. I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm making a massive pot of turkey stew or t- uh, t- turkey soup. There's a friend of mine fries turkeys every oh, yeah. year. And if I'm not going to be sharing this with turkeys with him, um, I don't think my sister can eat the turkey and Shalia's not going to eat the turkey. So I'm going to have an entire turkey turned in, entirely into soup immediately. That's assuming Booker doesn't give it away. Tim, the last couple of years, because you order your turkey and Kenan says, yeah, I want a turkey. And he knows it's just Kenan eating the turkey at this house. So we get there and he's like, yeah, I gave your turkey away. <laughs> it's happened twice. Yeah. Yeah, I think we talked about this last year. I was He was over at your house. I was over one time. He, I, I think I, I give him the benefit of the doubt. He actually forgot. I don't think it, he has the agenda of uh, Kenan's not going to eat it anyway. Yeah. He's intentionally harming Kenan. <laughs> Or just reading the room and be like, he'll be no. fine. Um, anyway, yeah, Kenan's going to eat turkey. That's, yeah, we're going to clean the house. That's our plan. Yeah. Um, we're going to actually, like, work on our guest bedroom so that we can have guests someday. <laughs> and it will be nice. That whole downstairs room could be the most amazing guest bedroom. You're right. Um, we want to get yeah. a Murphy bed for it. It's really? got its own bathroom and everything. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Kendon's mom hasn't seen a lot of the Marvel movies. Mm. And so Carme and I were talking about, all right, because she'll be here for three weeks during the holidays. Mm. So we'll definitely pull down the projector and the screen and do some movie movie watching down there. That'll be fun. Yep. So that's what we're going to do for Thanksgiving is just get, get the place ready for, yeah. For, for my time. mom to move in? in any case uh what are you guys up to what have you been doing thinking about reading watching playing um that for kidding please go first oh you want me to go first um i've uh about halfway through the most recent (laughs) the most recent series uh season they call them series if that's british whatever of the of the uh i keep wanting to call it the queen but it's the crown it's mm-hmm. just mostly about the queen close enough uh, the queen <laughs> olivia coleman i really like her ever since um broad church um, she's, she's playing the queen the queen i like I don't to wanna, hate her in this like yeah, she's I so say, hard to... i don't want to insult any of our british listeners but the royal family seems like a bunch of terrible people or uninsulted people that is <laughs> well, Kendon, do you remember that joke that you talk about about like this guy loved his wife? It's what's oh the, yeah, Norwegian, like, yeah, Norwegian or something. Uh, you heard heard of the Norwegian man who loved his wife so much he almost told her, and that's what it reminds me of. Like in that's one fun. of the episodes, somebody tries to hug her, like actually hug her, and she's like, oh, like oh. the sort of hugs we gave to people in 2019. Oh, no. Yeah, I was like, now her reaction is great. It was funny because her arms were like, ah, like to the side, like I'm being assaulted <laughs> from a loving hug. Yeah. yeah, so it's still, it's fun. I think I, I think my main thing, other than the fact that I'm just a sucker for uh, period pieces, is mm-hmm. that um, the, the the design, the production quality is top notch. And Shalia and I have had a shorthand Netflix show um, that we sometimes throw around to mean something looks kind of on the cheap, kind of like, oh, they just made something because they need more content. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of it is this is a Netflix show and this is 
top notch. Yeah, the actors are good. Working. What'd you say? That's the news for our friends. Our network, our Netflix has been working. Thumbs up. I thought about you the other day, Shalia. How come? <laughs> they said Hulu was raising their prices. What? <laughs> I laughed out loud. Is this the de- no. this is th- starting this week? Is the definition of a captive audience? Oh my god! Do you know how many people are about to lose their jobs? <sighs> yeah, I know one person who's about to lose their job. Mm. Touche. Um. So, anyways, I love this show. Um. Yeah, I like going through the, the actually part of the one kind of problem is that they're approaching modern day. And it's a lot more fun to learn about things that happened like before I was born. Mm-hmm. They are in the eighties now. Basically. They are in the eighties now. Perfect for us. Um, so they, this season has introduced princess Diana and boy, did she have a rough time of it. Yeah. Here we go. Are they going to cover everything her whole life? Um, well, they, I mean, they started uh, like 17. She was like yeah. 18 or something when he married her and he, he was yeah. like 31. He was young. Yeah, that was the whole scandal. And I was like, uh, now we talk about the uh, how the, the frontal lobe is is not fully developed until you're like 25. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't even know if you were truly informed on what you were signing up for when you married the prince. I know, right? Um, so anyways, not like I really these like- rom-coms when people chase after princes and it seems all flowery and fun, like... Uh, you married a prince. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, what's his name? McDreamy? Dreamy. Didn't he, he play, didn't he play a prince in one of these movies? Probably. Or, wait, was it a movie with a princess? Either one. Yeah. He's been well, a- he was in Enchanted. Yeah. It, it, and okay. you had Giselle. <laughs> and he's a divorced lawyer. Okay. Is that what you're talking about? Well, yeah, I was thinking of those, of those sort of uh, fairy tale movies, but Looks like I got the I got it the wrong way around. Giselle's not a princess either, though. Oh, is she? Is she? I don't know. I don't remember. She was going to marry the prince. Are you going to keep listing off all the ways I got this wrong? <laughs> How do you know that you love her? Okay. So, anything else you're up to, Kendon? Yeah. Um, I. I'm laughing at you. Okay, go ahead. I started reading this book called Cast. Tim, are you aware of this book? Cats. <laughs> I, I wish no it's called cast about like E-A-S-T. like a cast system yeah in america it's oh. part of oprah's book club do you do you are you aware of the the book the warmth of other sons about the great migration i am i've never read it but i'm aware of the book excellent book same author isabel wilkerson um i'm not gonna go too deep into it because you know if friends want to read it should read it. Um, I'm giving it a positive review. I'm like halfway through it and I had to put it down because it's really tough material. It's basically about how we, what we, uh, the United States uh, kind of had a almost official caste system that's comparable to like what they have in India. And we had it for 250 years and really like disentangles the idea of class versus caste um and then uh, an extra surprise is that the the nazis when they were taking over studied the laws of the united states to put together the system um that they implemented during um 
during their reign. Mm-hmm. So that's an extra fun treat. Um, I would say don't read this right now. I'm going to, I'm going to take a stand, <laughs> a, a stance and say, don't read this book until the sun comes back out. Wherever what about you for live. white people? What? What about for white people? Should, could they read it right now? I don't think anybody should read it until the sun comes back out. Okay. Cause nobody else needs, I, I, I'm putting it down for now and it's, it's extremely well written. It's, it's thought provoking. Um, but it's really rough. And the autobiography of Malcolm X just came out uh, by uh, with a uh, reading by Lawrence Fishburne. And even that seems like it might be a more um, upbeat compared to this. Does so, he read it as Ike Turner? Cause I'd buy that. That's funny. I don't know. I haven't started it. I would buy that. <laughs> I'm in book mode. I, this time of year, I, I tend to like to get some, get through some books. So that's what I'm up to. Larry, I'm down to read that. Did did Shalia ever tell the story uh, about how she met uh, Lawrence yes, Fishburne? Yes, I did. Yeah. But you know what, Kendon? What's that? So the other day, Kendon told me that Autobiography of Malcolm X was out, and guess who's reading it? And he said, Larry. And I thought you meant Larry David. And I was like, well, that's... <laughs> that would be even more funny. Larry David reading <laughs> I was like, oh, that's That weird. is one of the best ideas <laughs> I've ever... Yeah. Oh I can't goodness. do his mannerisms that well. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, okay, Tim, what are you up to? Not a whole lot. I got my PS5 in the mail on Friday morning. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I spent the weekend playing Miles Morales, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I got the uh, deluxe version. It comes with a copy of Spider-Man Remastered. Um, so essentially, you know, two games in one. It's a shorter game. It took me like nine hours to get to the story, but uh, there's stuff to do after the story. Yeah. That's like 20% of the game. There's like a bunch of other side missions and things. It's beautiful. The graphics are great. The music is great. Um, this is a fun story. I've, so I've been playing that. I played a little bit of Spider-Man, a little bit of NBA 2K, which was a lot in that game. It's a lot that happens in that game. So mostly just getting my butt kicked in basketball by other players. And it's been Have fun. You- have you ever played the Batman Arkham games? That's on there for free. You should play like given what, that you really like these Spider-Man games amongst the top uh comic book games ever are those Arkham games, particularly Arkham Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Let me see which Apparently, one is Arkham Knight gets a little questionable. They're not as bright. No, it's they're not going to be game. as colorful. Just FYI. It takes place entirely know. at night. <laughs> <laughs> but I can vouch for Arkham Asylum because I did watch Kendon play that. The Batman Arkham Knight. The, full, the, the, light. the full game was on here. To play. I mean, the darkness. I was born in it. That yeah. was me talking through my Bane hand. Arkham Knight? Arkham Knight's the third one made by the original group, but there's actually four of them. One of them is like a prequel. But anyways, I'd say Arkham Asylum and Arkham City are the ones. And then if you're still really hungering, you should play Arkham Knight, which I haven't played, so I really can't say anything about. I never got around to that third one. Uh, I'm trying to see which one is free. Hold on. But you said you liked them. Oh, yeah. I think you'll love them. No, the Bat- is- Batman The Telltale Series is episode one, Realm of Shadows. 
that is something completely different. Yeah. I, I cannot give you a review on that. But um, those Arkham, Arkham ones on here enough. for like 20 bucks. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say they're old enough for you to, to get them for a pretty decent price. And what's really awesome is how they weave into the story so many of his bad guys into a pretty co- coherent story. Yeah, they're, they're coming out that other sort of the sequel to it with... Um, really? Robin, Nightwing. Um, I'll send it to you. Yeah, because when they were doing all of this new next-gen console stuff, that was one of the games that was premiered. I think it was at the DC fandom thing they did. Was it called Fandom? Whatever they called it. Uh, no, no she's laughing at me. I think it really was called Fandom. No, I believe you. I'm laughing at them. <laughs> that being the name. <laughs> okay. Anything else that you're doing, Tim? Or is this it? Um, that's really been it. Oh, it's called Gotham Knights. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's called. Which is Go- funny because the, the previous one was called Gotham Knight. Knights. Well, that's well done. Then is it spelled with an N? No. Um, I just sent you the trailer. It, look, it looks amazing. So I, I might just wait for that. I don't know when that when it's coming out, but it looks fantastic. It's got you know Nightwing and Robin and. Batgirl, a bunch of other people outside of Batman who are fighting all these villains. So, should be fun. Like, what I can say is, what I remember in particular is a fight against Mister Freeze. That I was like, this is so inventive. Like, yeah. he his bad guys are all different of uh, different like power abilities and like dealing with the Scarecrow in the game is completely different than dealing with Bane. It's completely different than dealing with Mister Freeze. Um, yeah. For- for me, I was having trouble getting my butt kicked by um, Rhino. Why did I know you were going to say Rhino? He's tough, man. He's a big guy. But it's mostly the two factions that are going against each other in this game. What the, factions? In, in Roxanne, I think. Roxanne in the underground. You're sort of in between this beef in Harlem. And you're trying to save the city. I like that. Like the cop in Hunter's. In between, yeah. Um, Tim, do you want to tell friends though that you also had some days off? I had a couple of days. Yeah, I had a couple of days off. I didn't do much. I chilled most of the time. Got up, ate some food, played some video games, relaxed, took some naps. It was a pretty relaxing staycation. But do you recommend it? A staycation? Mm-hmm. Yes, if you can do it, do it. Okay, so here's the thing. Worked like two hundred emails, but. So that's the thing. So, okay. So, <laughs> so you, you, friends know Kendon and I are like thinking about expanding the Club South End family a little bit, right? Yeah. We are not there yet. So, I've been hoarding all of my leave for a long time. Yeah. But at some point, if we don't get there soon, I might lose a lot of that leave. So, I was thinking of like taking three weeks off at the end of December and just being like, do it. I'd recommend it. Without. Yes, absolutely do it. I'm thinking about it. I was looking at I was looking at all those weeks today of like, I don't have any hearings. Maybe I'll take it off and between, stay home. Between 2013 and 2017, I was at a job that because so much of their business was done with universities, yeah. we had almost the entire month of December like paid just off. 
It was amazing. I hadn't had anything like that since school. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Um, anything else that you're up to, Tim? That's it. That's it for okay. me. So my, what have I been doing ties into yours because I watched the Joker. It had been a while. I, th- I don't think I had seen it. Yeah. I don't, th- well, I don't think I had seen it since the theater and it was a fun rewatch. Mm-hmm. My sister was like, oh yeah, I, I, she didn't know what it was about. She thought he wasn't actually crazy or killing anybody. He was just talking on TV and then people were taking it into their own hands Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so has he killed anybody yet? And she said, no. <laughs> and I said, oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> you got a lot to watch. Wow. Um, and it was, it was fun. It was, a, it was fun to rewatch. It, it had been a while and yeah, I liked it. And then not the same thing at all, but kind of reminded <sighs> me of the same thing was I watched The Grinch now <laughs> the joker and the grinch <laughs> it's the green hair and the which like, grits did you watch the one with jim carrey no there is a newer one than the one with jim carrey did you there is an animated one not animated i thought there was another live action one it's well it's like a pixar type live yeah. action but not yeah i saw it the other day i didn't watch it it's on yeah oh my goodness i loved it i absolutely loved it it was so much fun um i and the 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 jim carrey one was fine like i don't hate it um the original is a classic um this was pleasantly surprising and a good time for like the holidays to be creeping in um for some reason i feel like the grinch is a good segue into the holidays (laughs) you go from like halloween to like (laughs) like to yay christmas um so anyway I highly recommend it. I don't know what year it came out, but it's newer than Jim Carrey and it is on Netflix. I think it's somewhere because it was being advertised and I watched it and really had a good time. Um, and then the other thing, because Netflix has been working, I am hip deep in Daredevil and Luke Cage. So wow. I trek through the Marvel Cinematic Universe that includes the TV shows, has me watching like four episodes at a time like jumping from Luke Cage season one to Daredevil season two to like going back and forth. And it's been a good time. I hadn't rewatched season two of Daredevil in a while. So I had completely forgotten that Punisher, I think we talked about this actually. Yeah. Punisher's in it. It's yeah. Punisher's in it, in it. Like that's the focal point for a lot of episodes. And then Elektra is not in it at the same time, but then all of a sudden she's in it and she's so pretty. I love her. Um, So yeah. Anyway, that's that's what I'm doing. Her name is her last name was too close to nachos, so all I can ever think of is electric nachos. Understandable. That would be good stuff. That sounds delicious, actually. Do not yeah. eat electric nachos. That won't be good for your teeth or your tongue. My uncle peed on an electric fence, and <laughs> it really hurt. Don't do that. Oh my god. Yeah. Did you record that when we were talking about um, we were talking about Ren and Stimpy? Did, were you recording it? No. So that was another bit. We were talking about um, the whole no, sir, I don't like it. But that was another bit on that show. It was a game, like it was a game commercial for like a board game called Don't Whiz on the Electric Fence. <laughs> <Yeah. Remember that? laughs> 
Mm-hmm. No. And the only op- like the only objective of the game was not to whiz on the electric fence. Don't do it. Do you know what happens, Tim? I do not want to know. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> the stream of, of not water goes to the fence, and it, it creates a current that comes up the stream into you. Yeah, I didn't want to know that, but thank Don't you. do it. They taught me that on Ren and Stimpy. Oh, it was good for something. Yay. I, um, no. And now I'm sitting here guessing like, which one of the uncles was it? There's, there's a few (laughs) options. Which one figured it out? Which one is it? Is it the one that I think would do it? Or is it one of the ones that is, seems like they have more sense. (laughs) That's a good game. That's a game for the holidays. We'll do it at our next holiday zoom party. Uh, okay. Anyway, are we ready to go back to the eighties? Yes. Yes. Oh, this is one that we should know the answer to in war games. Mm-hmm. What game does the computer play against itself endlessly that teaches it the futility of nuclear war? Is it ping pong? No. What is it? Is it chess? No. What is it? Is it go? No, it's, um, it's either tic-tac-toe or rock, paper, scissors. Which one do you think it is? Tic-tac-toe. Tic-tac-toe. It's tic-tac-toe. <laughs> it always ends in a tie once players learn optimal strategy. All right. Which Entertainment Tonight host also had an endorsement deal with Hanes pantyhose and legs that were insured for one... Oh, her legs were insured for $1 million each. Uh, each? Wait, they insured them individually? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Her name is Mary Hart. Mary Hart, that's what it was. It was John Tesh and Mary Hart. The, the, um, the earliest I learned about this, like insuring body parts in that way, was J-Lo's butt. I can't answer that question. I'm a married oh, man. Nice. Tim, for you, it was well, who? Tina Turner. What did she? Uh, Her legs. Oh, how much were they for? I don't know. I just remember it being like, she had her legs too short? And be like, oh, makes sense. When okay, you... When you, when you... <laughs> Insure a body part like that. Is there a deductible? Is, is there a minimum amount of damage of which they say, no, you could pay for that yourself? Yeah. So, Tim, did you guys ever talk about it when you worked with LNI? Like, pieces of your body are worth um, certain amounts. Like, if yeah. I lose this knuckle, like this part of my finger to the knuckle, mm-hmm. there's like a standard amount that I'm going to get from workers' comp. Yeah. losing the whole finger versus losing the arm and yeah. even de- like losing your head is part of it sort of application yeah anyway wait crazy. payment to your family you mean yeah yeah obviously you can't use it there's a great youtube yeah, video I, I think by cpg gray where it's like how much are you worth and it goes through like if you were to try to sell all of your organs and yeah. everything on the black market how much your how much money you could make yeah. man you talk about being depressed Seventeen dollars? You mean so bad? <laughs> Be like, but I I eat eggs. I have. I, know. I drink kombucha every day. <laughs> or what is it? Your celery juice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, celery juice, man. Keep me, keep me going. Okay, what band had hits with "Come Sail Away" and the otherworldly Mr. Roboto? I know that. Come sail, come sail away is on. Come um, sail away, come sail away. Don't they use that song in the South Park movie? Come sail away. Probably. Sail. I don't know who it is. All I'm right, I'll give you hints. It is either Sticks, Devo, or the Cars. 
Devo. Devo. Sticks. Sticks? Not Devo? Yeah. Devo had that other song. I don't know these, but I believe you guys and the card. Yeah, Devo had a hit song. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know because I did not say Devo, right? Okay, in 1989, what rap album prompted the FBI to send a warning letter to NWA's record distributor? Straight out of Compton? Correct. What was the warning? Uh, stop what? making this rap music. Yeah. Like, it's not like they said a cease and desist, a warning letter, like, yeah. do what you're saying you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Because they, uh, they had F the police. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Last Inciting question. violence, supposedly. Yeah, not not the violence the police were doing in the community. Not that it was the, it was the music. It's definitely <laughs> the music, Tim. It's definitely the music. Actually, there's going to be two more questions because we're going to yeah. do the Stranger Things question this week too. Okay, what electronic instrument seen in popular videos by Devo combined a keyboard Kitar. with a guitar? Yeah, look good. All right, this is the Stranger Things question, but I think you guys can get it if you remember Stranger Things. Okay. Which 1980s Michael Keaton comedy is Bob excited to watch on movie night? Beetlejuice? Mr. Mom. It is. It's Mr. Mom. Yeah. I liked Bob. Which one was Bob? Oh. He gets murdered. Yeah. <laughs> In the Gorgon. Yes, he Bob does. goes out sad. Yeah. Bob. But he's such a nice, positive person. Nice people don't make it in stories like that. What was that? Nice people don't make it in those kind of stories. They're just fodder for the for the for the kill. They're there to make you feel something when someone gets murdered. Not like it's not gonna be the postman who gets murdered or the random person on the street. It's gonna be someone like Bob who you care about, who's so kind and then dies a horrific death. They totally manipulate your feelings like that. It's so Oh true. before we move on, I did watch a movie. I watched Freaky. It's the new Vince Vaughn movie. Yeah. It's 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 like Scream meets Freaky Friday. It's kind of fun. Some some amazing kills in it. Like some people die in the most gruesome ways. It is fantastic. But then it's funny because you have Vince Vaughn essentially playing a 17-year-old girl for most of the film because they switch bodies. And they've oh. got to find this magical dagger to then switch them back. It's great. It's got some really good laughs. There's some really good kills. I thought I saw this at the grocery store, but maybe I'm wrong. No, it's, it's out. It's out on a video on demand. Like this now. Negative, dark action. Like he looked. No. Nah. He looked different. He didn't look happy, funny, Vince Vaughn. You probably that was probably sell Black ninety nine. He's crazy in that. Oh, okay. But yeah, freaky you doing is, okay? Yeah. Okay. It's fine. Fre- freaky is fun though. If you enjoy horror comedies, Friday for Rally. So worth a watch. I like the like body swap stuff. Yeah, and you put in some murder and it's, it's great. Okay. <laughs> quote. Can we quote you on that? Put in some murder. Throwing some more murder. It's great. Right. We never spice <laughs> it up a little bit with some with some kills. That's right. He always seemed like a normal guy. Yeah. The Blissfield the Blissfield Butcher is the name of the serial killer in this. And he does a lot of <laughs> it opens with like like a scream would open. It treats the horror stuff like with a level of seriousness that's important for horror movies. It opens like a like a like a scary movie. It opens like any other scary movie, and then it cuts to the humor. 
All right, I'm going to try it. Will I be scared? No. Okay, no. I'll try it. You want to watch that, Kendon? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, last time I said, do you guys want to watch something? You guys both said, yeah, sure as well. You guys ready to talk about our movie for the week? We are. In honor of our veterans. Goldie Hawn is Private Benjamin. I did join the army, but I joined a different army. Uh, I joined the one with the condos and the private rooms. Come on, move it, Benjamin. I don't want to see you stop running unless you collapse. Private Benjamin. Private Benjamin. Man, oh man. Do you know who directed this? No, who directed it? Howard Zeef, Zeif, he directed My Girl. Mm. Just now realizing there is a My Girl 2. Oh, yeah, totally. Which I did not know about. Yeah, it's the kid from Last Action Hero. They go to cool. L.A. Just this moment. Yeah, it's the best. It's so good. <laughs> She's going to go visit. Yeah, have you not seen My Girl? Okay, Tim. I've seen My Girl. My Girl 2 is excellent, and you should watch it. I don't yeah. recall that being the case, Tim. Thank you. you <laughs> no. My girl too is really good. It might be. I, I just don't recall. But um, Tim, are there other other bees in this one? <laughs> no. Too soon. I don't think so. <laughs> no. Now she goes to like L.A. and like is hanging out with a cool kid and it's earthquakes. Like, moving on past the sad life to death. The sad death she witnessed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, was in a funeral home, like private, um, private Benjamin. So Tim, I wanted to. Uh, th- oh, there's a significant uh, somebody else who's significant who in the making of this movie. Um, one of the writers is Nancy Myers. Yes, who is a, a significant director, um, and she has movies including Something's Got to Give, The Parent Trap, Father of the Bride, The Intern, It's Complicated, What Women Want, The Holiday, um, Father of the Bride. Did I say that already? Yeah, yeah, that's on this list. Yeah, she's got, a, she's anyway, got, she got a pin for this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a serious track record. Yeah, yeah, but let's be clear: the Parent Trap, as in Lindsay Lohan, Parent Trap, not the like old school, old school old Parent, parent Trap, trap. Yeah. which both are amazing movies and wonderful, excellent. I recommend them both. But let's be clear of which one she helped with. And she directed Reese Witherspoon in Home Again, who I told Shalia Reese Witherspoon would be. <laughs> would be the lead of this movie if it had been made like a decade later. And then we said it's yes. basically legally blonde. Like she goes to law school because yeah. she wants to for for one reason. She becomes a a, a lawyer in the army. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how else did this movie get made, Tim? Uh, stars Goldie Hawn, Eileen Brennan, Armand Asante. What did we just see him in? Um, Are you talking about Coach? No, he's talking about the guy from um, Judge Dredd. Did you mm-hmm. recognize that he's from Judge Dredd? Uh, I did. Oh. Yeah. I did recognize Judge Dredd. Is he the um, French guy? Yeah. This this face, I would not have thought of this as the same person. Yeah. yeah he, he just, wow. That All I know of him from, other than this, is from... Judge Dredd. So is he in another 80s movie we did recently? No. No. He's not. No, I know him from recently, I feel like. Yeah, the YouTube video I showed you. <laughs> yeah. He's an American gangster. Yeah, he is. Uh Robert Weber is in this. Sam Wanamaker. Barbara Berry. Harry Dean Stanton. 
He shows up in a lot of stuff that we've done. He had a quite the run in the eighties, like Alien, and Hal Williams who plays Silent Ross, and Craig T. Nelson shows up. Coach, right? Coach, coach is in this. So Shalia, Gosh, I I think of him as the dad from Parenthood now, or the dad from Poltergeist. Um. So Shalia, since you picked this wonderful film, would you mind telling our friends what it is about? Yes. And full disclaimer, I didn't really know what it was about. Now I do. So 1980, <laughs> this comes out. Turns out I, I had not seen this movie before. Um, it is about a woman who all that she's ever wanted in life is to be comfortable and have a man take care of her. So she wants to buy things and live a, have a living made and be comfortable. And that's what she thinks she wants. And she's been married once. It didn't work out. So the movie opens with her on her at her wedding and she's marrying this guy named Yale and it's supposed to be super, super happy. Um, but she, it also shows how she's kind of compliant, I guess, to guys, or I don't know. There's a lot going on at that wedding. We can talk about it. I I'm like, what are they showing us here? What am I supposed to understand? But in any case, he ends up deciding that their honeymoon should be spent their first sex um, of their marriage should be spent on the floor of the bathroom where then he dies on top of her. So now she's a widow and she's really, 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 really sad. And so an army recruiter lies to her and says, you should join the army because this will be good for you. And you can quit anytime you want. Wait, hold on. Hold shows on. her Monterey. How, how, did that, how did that army uh, recruiter find her? But by, by apparently just listening to help uh, radio. Is that what yeah. Yeah, she'd been on the radio and, and compl- like crying about her life. And everything that happened. And so do you think like, this is his main technique? Yes. I don't know, but she seems to be the only one duped by this guy at basic where she's at, which is in Louisiana. But this round of basic, I wonder <laughs> if this is how he fills out his quota. But also there, there, there's a great TikTok going around where this guy's in the military and he asks his people, Hey, what would you tell your army recruiter? And they did not have, some of them did not have very nice things to say. So this may be, somewhat of a tactic used not this extreme but you know maybe not being forthright about what's actually going to happen what you're signing up for i appreciate that tim that is probably correct not to get too not to give away the end but i found this movie almost to be a a a positive army recruiting movie listen not to give away it i was like oh the army seems all right not to tip my hand but this would have been a really cool like spy movie with her meeting a guy and going to France. That w- that's the better movie to me. I think that yeah, because the the, the third the last third of this movie kind of is a letdown. It really is. It doesn't need to be in here. Like we already yeah, went through the movie and this I don't I don't know why we need this been, unless because, it's an actual communist, which was the first two thirds is super goofy and silly, and she's cleaning the bathroom with the toothbrush and Still, Be- same toothbrush she uses. Uh, I know. Be- I think she I changed think her toothbrush. That. I'm pretty but, sure but, she changed her toothbrush. I hope so. But like to the point, she's so oblivious to what's happening that it's it's comical, right? She's not dressed in her greens. She's you know interrupting. Like she has no context for what the military is and how it, things go. And so she's 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 clearly like a a Thor thumb. A, sorry, a sore thumb sticking out like a sore thumb. It's a Thor thumb sticking out like a sore thumb. Um, <laughs> A sore thumb? Yeah. Six it's point where it's comical, right? And that's the that's the point of it. It's comical. But, but when we get to France, it's like a different, it's like this weird rom-com kind of thing where she's met this guy and she's trying to find a life and 
it's the vibe is so different when she gets to France. Well, it, I mean, I it's really ex- about seeking, finding her agency. Go ahead, Kendall. Yeah. Well, I was expecting this to be a comedy more like Legally Blonde. So that's what I came into it thinking. And it turned out not to be this. And the reason why the last third disappointed me is because this is a story that you don't get too, too often where, yes, she's goofy, sticks out like a th- sore thumb, whatever. But she doesn't just get good. She gets competent. She's competent. Right? People, people just, like, after she starts screwing up, they they don't hold it against her for the rest of the movie. Yeah. They become people who are at her wedding. Yeah, and she's right? not unnaturally, like, good at anything. But the thing is, is that she grows into being competent enough to, to go, the, the, what, colonel? Yeah. I, I'm not good with military ranks. The colonel likes her and, and recruits her. And then she goes to work in, in Paris, and she's good at her job. Like, she's not the butt of the joke through the end. And mm-hmm. unlike Legally Blonde, it's not like, Oh, I can solve this because I know about hair highlights. It's like, yeah. no. By by this time, you're by the time you get to Paris, she's a real professional. Right? Professional. So they maybe were like, either the movie sort of stopped somewhere around there, or they were they were like, well, um, she's finished her arc, or yeah. she's finished the interesting part of her arc. What do we do now? So here's Henri. Enter Henri, and he's yeah, right? the guy. <laughs> I have a couple of reads on this because I've been thinking about it because I completely agree and. Um, I think it's that you learn like in basic, you're in this like incubator and you're like getting your feet and you're getting better. And like they show this growth, but then you've got to put her out into the real world and she has to figure it out on her own with the skills that she's been given. And so we have to see her struggle and make the wrong decision. Um, I really wish that the guy would have been a communist instead of a jerk. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> would have been more compelling to be like choose you over this this guy the decision would have been too easy it would have been too easy at that point so instead of making that choice i'm thinking the spy idea that one of you two said would have been interesting no that was my point like turns out he's a commie and he was supposed to hook up when he's he's not there on their wedding day and he shows up late i'm like oh man he was out here meeting with the reds that's what i was thinking Let's go. And he's like, no, he's just horny Henri. He's out here. Uh, like, yeah, he's yeah. not doing Claire, anything. Claire's a code word for like this, like, because he even says it like when she's all upset about the maid and he's yeah. like, what do you think I'm disgusting? Like to be hooking up with a child. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe that's not what's happening. Yeah. And that was maybe really like, very conviction, uh, very convincingly. However, was, I feel like I clocked him as kind of a douchebag. Oh, for back, sure. Back in America when she meets him, I was like, this guy, something wrong with his chin. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they, you cast somebody to have a certain role, I feel like. And he's he, got a punchable face. He has a punchable face. Now, you might break your hand, but he does have a punchable face. And also, Kendon was excited to show me the, um, the clip of when he says, the law. No, he just says law. Oh, he law. Says law. He just yeah, says it's law. Just, uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's like, you betrayed the law. And he goes, law. <laughs> it's such a great. So clip. we knew, we knew he wasn't going to be was the a law. scumbag. Yeah. So, okay. Quickly. She goes to the army because her military recruiter made her think that it was a good idea. And she thought she was going to be kind of on a spa day and like by the boats in Monterey. And in t- instead it's hard, but unbeknownst to me, 
they actually were going to let her out and let her leave. Yeah. But then her dad starts to kind of point out all of her flaws and she's upset about it. And it's like, I'm going to prove you wrong. So she decides mm-hmm. to stay. She fully engages, does well, like Kendon said, graduate, makes friends, graduates, gets um, like a top job, gets sexually assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> uses that to negotiate to go to Paris. Yeah, he. Um, little, I thought it was like a tactic. I thought it was a tactic to get her to jump. I'm I like, said that too. At the very beginning, I was like, okay, this is a bit much, but maybe this will convince her to, like, because again, it could have been a slapstick comedy sort of thing where it's like, yeah. ooh, let me give you some smooches. No, I'd rather jump out the plane. And no, then it turned into something very dark. Yeah, yeah. no, and it, yeah, it turned out that's what it was. I thought so too, because we had just said, we were like, is he going to be a bad guy or not? Like, we couldn't decide. And the next scene, he's on the plane I, doing that. I, I was too positive on him. I was like, this guy seems pretty decent. Hanging out with his wife and really giving her some praise. It's like, yeah. oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And what's you funny know. is I, I pointed this out towards the beginning when we were watching it. Um, uh, the, the recruiter, what does he say? This is the army of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Women love it or something like that. All 89,000 of them. And, and I was like, I recently heard within the last year about a report that came out about the decades of, of like harassment and abuse that women have been getting in the military. I was yeah. just like, that's, that doesn't, that doesn't line up. Which is funny. Cause he did say that when she was meeting with the recruiter. So now we're watching this movie and I'm thinking about that in the background in my head. And sure enough, you've got coach diddling the, is it captain Lewis person, yeah. which, okay. They're equals. Um, and then you have him diddling Winters because mm-hmm. she was captured. And I couldn't decide if that was like commander rape or not. Cause it, did she like it or no? I wasn't Wait, sure. She was captured. She was, a, she yeah. was captured. She was oh, that's right. He said, he said they're, they're interrogating her. Yes. For, when I was watching, I was like, Oh, they're probably on the same team. No. And they, because it would be funny if they were on the same team because they just like snuck off to mess around. But then, yeah. Yeah. So but I mean, did she get she's... captured on purpose? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> we don't know. I mean, like they, they did not imply that she was being forced, but no. at the same time, like it's commander easy. rape. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Um, so she leaves after the Colonel guy makes a move on her and negotiates Paris and she gets to do procurements, which is awesome. Cause I had forgotten that about her from at her wedding. She's making a purchase like her upholsterer is there and she's like no i want this kind of wheels and this color is strong and so it was perfect full circle that now she's purchasing stuff for the military at this really cool like what was it not shade it's like a nato building yeah like lots of different countries there and because i found it interesting she's working for a turk yeah yeah and and like they make a little bit of a joke of his, his like his english isn't that great but it's it's pretty funny <laughs> yeah, it was it was fine. And then and then she's hooking up with this guy that she had met in New Orleans and um he still remembered her and liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. And then there's like weird dynamics there and then comes the issue of he had been a communist and you have to choose him or the military and she chose him. And then she like reverted into this like weird space where she dyed her hair because he said he liked it, which Kenan has tried to do before. He's tried to get me to dye my hair colors. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Wait, but you've done it. Well, sort of. I have You actually. did it without I me did. asking. I and then I was like, oh, that looks good. You should do that again. And you're like, oh, 
don't no, have don't, don't try to change don't, me. Don't try to change me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. In any case, she's her hair was really the only thing that was terrible, but it was really bad. I don't know why. It looked okay from the back. She looks like herself in Death Becomes Her, like but the bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, so turns out he is a bad guy. He's sleeping with the maid, and we are supposed to pick up on this because he's yelling at his dog, right? Did but you, you know? You know? Dog? You know what I like about the scene? When, yeah. When he admits to what he's doing. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. When he admits to what he's doing, it's really creepy, and like I think that helps. Mm-hmm. Such a dirtbag thing to do. I'm like, ah, oh, you made it even worse by being a dirtbag about it. Wait, he admits to what he's doing. Which one? With the maid. Oh, a bit later. Later. Yeah. It was a night when you were being crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, they really made like a good. Just uh, they made him like. But I think I feel like they foreshadowed, not even foreshadowed it, but kind of really in, um, indicated what was going on when she was down on her hands and knees cleaning up after his dog's pee. And as he walks out of, uh, to go to soccer practice, he kind of hangs back, watches her clean, and is like, I'm satisfied with that. Like, yeah, th- that's the kind of look that, I, that he got. And I was like, uh, this is not going to work. But I didn't <laughs> like how he yelled at the dog. And, like, people have to yell at their dogs sometimes. And so it wasn't like he was being abusive, but I felt like they were channeling, like, something there. Well, I wasn't clear. I thought he said the dog was deaf. Yeah, I don't think the dog was really deaf. Tim, did you, do you know what we're talking about? Mm-mm. the puppy so they have that shaggy puppy max and is it max is that the name or did i just name it max. that? i think i named it max um it's like the first night that she sleeps over at his place in in france and it comes running in in the morning as he's leaving and she's like and he's telling it to do something and then he starts yelling at it and then he's like the dog is deaf and then the dog peed and he didn't like and he yelled at it and it ran away but it was like, are you trying to show us that he's not nice? Yes. Right. It's, uh, classic, it's like I a classic case of kick the dog, which right. is like a, a movie trope to make you dislike the villain. They yeah. do something like kick like, a dog. I was reading this book and it was called you know, We Wear the Black Hat. And it was about like back in the day, they would have you tie someone to a train track. Yep. So yep. Villain. Like, oh, he tied a woman to a train track. He's an evil person. Yep, exactly. And that was hard part for this one because he didn't kick the dog, but he, but he changed might well. in a little way that it was like, are you kicking the dog? Yeah. Is that what we're seeing here? I'm not sure. Are you a dirtbag? Yeah. Okay, that's the plot. Oh, and then she decides to leave him at the altar and then he says something like, you're nothing, blah, blah, blah. And she punches him because she's tough army girl still and then walks off in her wedding dress. G.I. Yeah. Judy. Yes, she does yes. say that. G.I. Judy. Okay. So this, uh, one of my biggest annoyances in movies is when somebody decides not to marry somebody at the very end. Or like, like everybody gets the wedding and then it's like, oh. Yeah. This time I thought I was completely, I was like, no, that's the right thing to do. Like, man, I didn't came to France. Like, man, I at least get a baguette or something on the way out. Door. I flew my people out here and yeah. you, what was he doing? Was he diddling the maid again? No, he was with um, his ex. His Claire. ex. Oh, he, had, right, he, had, right, right. he had to go see Claire. And here we were thinking it was the communist liberation. Yeah, he's meeting with Gorbachev or something. Resistancia. Yeah. So that would have been cool. This is a significant crossover with, uh, uh, well, to me, with um, the crown because Prince Charles keeps going back to Camilla 
He talks uh, on the phone with Camilla Parker Bowles, who he's currently married to. Mm-hmm. Um, but as he's in, the, in this part, he's married to Princess Diana, and he keeps going back to Camilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the thing is, is like she's expressing all of these concerns, and he keeps being like, don't worry, we'll fire her after the wedding. Don't worry, we'll do this after the wedding. Right. And it was like that again, why I was like, is he a spy? Like, what's about this after the wedding thing? Like, why do you want to marry her? Because none of this stuff is going to be fixed after the wedding. No. <laughs> the, like, they just had, you know, back to the communication. They just had a really poor communication from the beginning. Because when she she's telling him what, she, what she's done all day, he clearly doesn't seem to care. He just like, that's why I like you. And it's like, that's not what she's expressing to you. <laughs> that she's enjoying this boredom. She's like, I had a life. I had stuff that I did every day. And now, essentially, I'm running your errands like your personal shopper. And that's my day. Are we supposed to think something different of this relationship, though? That because she seemed to really like the husband who died, I think. But the like, guy who died on top of her. Yeah, Yale. Um, yeah. But he was kind of selfish, right? Like, give me a blowjob in front of no. people. Tacky. Um, I don't think we're supposed to like because she's well. She makes the point to Henri that she never felt this close to her husband. That's right. She does say that. And then he also is the first time she ever has an orgasm. So yes. oh, pro- so pros and cons. Is that what you're saying? Pros and cons. I'm saying like she, she's learning. And so like, this is something new. So she's like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And instead of my like woman empowerment, you know, I'm an independent woman thing. Like Maybe she wasn't thinking straight. Yeah. So yeah, what I found unsatisfying about this movie is that it's the ending where she <laughs> Did you fake it? <laughs> <laughs> was that she walked off the movie just ended with her walking off. It just didn't have good um how do I say <laughs> release? No. Um it, it just I said they it, fucked up the end game. They fucked up the end game. But no, I was gonna say, uh, what is the what's the word I'm looking for? Closure? Yeah, I guess closure. Um resolution there wasn't really a significant resolution to the storyline or her just walking off instead of figuring out like it would have been an interesting movie if she figured out how to balance between what he wanted and what and and her army well no she couldn't do that right because she couldn't be in the army anymore yeah she left the army i wish they hadn't had her leave the army yeah i really do yeah i I feel like and and i'm trying to figure out was she able to go back to the army and I really expected Lewis, the um, woman Lewis, to be her friend. Like, I really liked her. And I had a lot of sympathy that she got moved off of, like, she kind of got fired and, Oof. like, moved away. when she ended up in Paris, so it was not a bad thing for her. But I expected them to, like, be, f- I-, I expected her to end up being, like, a mentor or a friend or something to her. Like, that's what I expected to ha- grow from this. Because she didn't seem like a bad guy. Here's why I would say I did not expect that. She did something so inappropriate. As far as I can tell, as far as military like etiquette, she lost, I, I feel like would have lost a lot of the respect of the people under her command because she showed up drunk and like mean-spirited um, and jealous and whatever. And as a commanding officer, you shouldn't be seen like that or else you're giving up respect. And so I don't think that her her becoming her friend was going to be like a good story point. 
um, she has a personality that unless she's changed over the last year or something, she has a per- personality that dwells on things. So I saw that as a moment of like a woman being fucked over. And I felt for her, like when she walks in she's all like that, like first, I don't, I don't remember seeing her get drunk. She just kind of shows up that way. And I felt sorry for her. Like I didn't, it's not like she was, yeah, I I felt sorry for her and being like, whoa, something bad happened. And I actually thought that the ladies, when they were (laughs) heading out to prank her, I actually thought they were going to go like do a, um, you know, like with a coach when they do the ice bucket over them. Like I thought they were going to do something like that and like cheer and like embrace her and be be there for her and so then when that didn't happen i thought when goldie Hahn got to paris she was going to learn like yeah these are the things that i faced and they really screwed me over here and then she's going to be like yeah like i thought they were going to bond i no, really did it reminds me of is it a soldier story where the commanding officer is just well no she's not that bad she's not bad she's like helpful and she was going to let her out and like that's the thing she she wasn't like a bad commander but she was as soon as she showed up drunk yeah that one time like it didn't seem correct i think that's why yeah i think that's a significant enough one more time i know but it didn't seem like it was part of her character to do that like why why was she doing that it was weird anyway so that didn't happen um yeah but what i thought so going back to the wedding I did think it was interesting because if we could go into influences now, I was wondering if like, this is eighties, right? This is 1980. This movie comes out. One of the, um, the friend that she runs into in New Orleans is like, Oh, what's it like to be a whack? And it's like, Oh no, like it's not a segregated army anymore. I'm actual, you know, service member. I'm not a whack. Um, Does she say that in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. She says, I'm not a whack. Okay. Yeah, because the wax uh, ended like a, like two years before this. So, um, so that's 1980, and then fast forward to Runaway Bride, and now the issue with women is she can't commit. Like this woman runs away. So I was going back to like Kendon talking about Goldie Hawn leaving him at the altar and being like, "Screw you," because um, you're being so awful. And then you've got Runaway Bride in what like 96, 97 ish. And this woman is like, I don't want to be pinned down. I don't want to lose my options. I can't say I do. And I'm going to run away. And that's the whole, like, what kind of eggs do you like? I got to find myself. I like eggs Benedict. The only, the only thing I remember (laughs) from that movie is, doesn't she get married with running shoes on? Once. Uh, I thought that was like her, her deal. No, they make that joke. I think though. Um, Anyway, but like, my point is fast forward, what? 10 years, 15, nah, more like, yeah, 15 years. And you're going to have a story going the other way of like this woman not being willing to commit and running away at the altar. And I think that's interesting. Did you guys notice any influences? No. This movie was too not what I was expecting for me to see influence. I mean, I, I want to say so if this had been more of a comedy, I would think, uh, is it We're in the Army? What's a Pauly Shore movie? In the Army Now. In the Army Now. It's so wonderful. I love that movie so much. And I think there's several movies like that. I mean, no, police, not even Police Academy. I saw Police Academy. Police Academy in this. You think so? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. For sure. Police Academy, which I think came out after this. Um, any Anything like In the Army, one of those ones, I, I think this would have had influence on Rush Hour, 
maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Rush hour. <laughs> you know, I have a question. We're running short on time, but I have a quick question. Do why don't why don't we they make these sort of like hilarious military films anymore? It's a different army than it was then. That's one one thing, right? This is only a couple years after Vietnam. Mm-hmm. The people that you see in this, I mean, they just have to me more of the look of like the the old draft army, maybe. Mm-hmm. While like the army that I think of, like uh, doing Desert Storm and stuff, they're they're a lot. They seem a lot less laid back and mm-hmm. much more like Bruja sort. And I don't right. think this this sort of movie would fit into that more intense environment. I feel like it would. Like, I, I that's interesting to say because this isn't in the army now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not it's not over the top. It's kind of goofy comedy, but not not super goofy. I mean, she's having a hard time, and then she starts to do better. It's kind of like a Mulan story. But yeah. like, I think. I don't know why they don't do it now. Maybe we're too serious now. You know what? They did do it again, except for without the comedy. I mentioned earlier, but G.I. Jane, isn't that essentially similar to this? Yes, but also G.I. Jane's way more like women can be in the army. Yeah, it's way more serious. type of woman can be in the army. It's dark and like, yeah. And instead of her being, yeah, somebody having sex with the guy in the... Uh, fake POW, he actually, Hugo Martins actually beats the shit out of her. Yeah. Mad at him for it. So is she trying to, is she trying to be, I'm going to look it up myself. Never mind. Okay. Um, But no, I think, I don't think that our army has this fun anymore. I mean, maybe because superheroes took over. Like, I feel like some of this fun stuff is now happening in Iron Man and like the military's around. Mm. No. Because even now, our military stuff is, they're all super serious movies. It's Black Hawk Down, it's American Sniper. They're all like the army is serious and you come here and it's serious and you might kill people and you have PTSD and all sort of stuff. It's not, none of the humor of like basic training. Like Major pain. What is your yeah. major malfunction? Yeah. What are these movies that they're not here? Even, even in that case, he was, they were kids, right? So you yeah. were able to, to have, but Tim, you, what you're saying is kind of what I was trying to get at. The the army just, I think portrayals of the army are so much more serious now. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a place that you go to have any lighthearted fun. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Maybe we don't want people going because, like, you do have to kill people and make decisions (laughs) on whether to kill people. Maybe we don't want people going if they're thinking it's going to be funny. I mean, we have silly cop movies, and they go out and kill people. That too. I think (laughs) maybe that's it. You said we're running short on time, so one thing we need to shout out is um, when they first of all when they go on patrol or they they go on war games. Yeah. Um. There's a, none of that scene went the way I was expecting it to go. I was like, oh, this is gonna go bad because of this. Blah blah blah. So this is when they actually bond. They sit. They they smoke a joint together. I was like, oh, this is when the the commanding officer finds her. And nope, that didn't happen. Oh. Like none of that happened, and it made me happy because it was like, oh, I can relax. This movie's not going to pull all of the same the same tricks or whatever you want to call it and then her her catching the whole team off guard and taking that entire segment is one of my favorite things that i've watched in any of the movies you know that we've done it's just this is one hour 
remember. And I was like, it wasn't too goofy. It was just funny. The guy was, it's, it was really clever. I really liked it. I fully agree. It was really fun. And like, I appreciated the foreshadowing when you have that one woman with her red lingerie and being like, that's not protocol lingerie. Right. She keeps wearing it. And then it, it comes in handy. I, I think that's a Chekhov's gun, not foreshadowing. Unless a Chekhov's gun is a type of foreshadowing, which it might be. It's clearly a thing that's going to come into play later. Was it clearly at the time? Yes, it's bright red lingerie. <laughs> when I watched it, I, I thought it was just her her having her quirk compared to Judy having her quirk. I did not think it was going to come back. Yes, into... and the two quirks are going to come together to make them win the war. Oh, games. you're right. You're right. Thanks. <laughs> but um, yeah. I'm I'm looking here. And what about what's that one in Glorious Bastards, maybe? No. No. Okay. Then I've got nothing for you since in the army now. Which I did love. Remember the dentist? He's like, the only thing people are more afraid of is than military is a dentist. Like kids are too afraid of dentists and I mean I'm really sad. Anyway. I, I had a great dentist. Yeah. And he gave away G.I. Joe's. Wow. I know. It was full a circle. big deal. <laughs> okay. Like full G.I. Joe's. What is your favorite thing about this movie? I think I just said it. I mean, that, that whole sequence of when she basically gains respect for from the whole, well, from her unit, from her friends, because she's competent. Well, and it's clever. I like it. And it's after they all get high. The night before, I was like, "Who brought the weed?" Yeah, <laughs> where did it come right? from? Is the question. Who brought the weed? Tim, what about you? What's your favorite thing? Oh, Henri. He was a jerk. I loved him. It's a jerk think, character. Do you think Henri has ennui? <laughs> I don't get it. Does he have ennui when he's on weed? Yeah. What is that? Henri mean? was such a dick <laughs> that I appreciated him so much. He's the kind of jerk you need in the movie like this. He was he was the jerk. Just horny the whole time, mistreating his woman, treat her like she was his personal assistant, but pretended to like was sort of like cosplaying as a good boyfriend the whole time, but he wasn't. Right. Yeah, loved it. Right. Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. Well okay, so my favorite thing is Hal Williams. He was the. Um, the drill sergeant like he's yeah. the one on un, like underneath captain lewis mm -hmm. and i liked him because he was like not over the top scary military guy like yeah. he makes her two push-ups but like he doesn't yell and spit in her face and said he grabs her wristband and like makes up down up down up down <laughs> yeah i was like i would have needed that help yeah. um so he's like there but he's like not he's not a jerk about it and then at the end he's dancing with them and like yeah. I just, I liked his character. I, I thought he was, um, I don't know, like a safe right. person in this movie, which I appreciated. And I like, yeah, I liked him. That was my favorite thing. Okay. Anything else you guys want to talk about Pride Fit Benjamin before we rate it? Well, what we mentioned before, somebody could have had the courtesy to wake her up when that bus <laughs> reached the spot. Winters, man. Winters that one she was she she snitched on her she knew she was asleep in the bus and instead of saying hey we're here 
she didn't. Well, actually, you know what? We don't know if that's the case. Maybe somebody <clears throat> tried to wake her up and she said, oh, just give me a little longer. Like she said to the guy. What if she's like, oh, just take my bags and I'll be in. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how it's like over the top. She's the, here comes Captain Lewis and she, uh, <laughs> Judy Benjamin's like, filing her nails like okay you don't need to be filing your nails right now <laughs> I, I, no situation read the room somewhat or like oh are these are these is green all you have and like is this the only color you have like okay you do know what the army is you thought you signed up for like some other nice part of the army but like you do know what the army is. All I can see is Reese Witherspoon. I feel like she could take on every one of those lines perfectly. I think so too. I would like to see a remake maybe. Although Reese Witherspoon's not happy, funny Reese Witherspoon anymore. Now she's just like weird wasp wife mom. Full of ennui. Um, I don't know (laughs) what that means. What is ennui? A feeling of listlessness and dissatisfaction. Oh. Interesting. Is it named after Henry the Eighth? No. I am. I no, am. It's, a, it's just a word. It just sounds the same. Was Henry the Eighth um, French? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, they, maybe they had a maybe they had a King Henry as well, but no, the one you're thinking about is not. But since we're running out of time, I want to talk about next week's movie. Well, first we have to rate it. Classic. All right. So, Private Benjamin, 1980, starring Goldie Hawn. Is it a classic? Or are we past it? I give it a classic. Classic. I give it a classic too. And here's the thing. Goldie Hawn's one of my favorites. I really love her. And I love Kurt Russell and her together. And there's a Christmas movie with them that I'm planning to watch. And I love Kate Hudson. And we were going to do Overboard this summer. We didn't get a chance to do it. But we are going to do it soon because it is one of my favorite 80s movies. So I say all that to say this was our first Goldie Hawn, I think. And I'm so glad that we finally got there. You do have a birthday coming up. You could use four overboard. Man, it's so difficult. It's so difficult to, to <laughs> think about what you're going to use your birthday movie for. So I, I don't know. But I still have a, a week or so to figure it out. So we will. I'll have time to decide for my birthday movie. But what are we going to do next week, guys? So my proposition, because everybody's going to be locked in, potentially with their family for Thanksgiving, is that we do Clue, which is a movie I've never seen, about based on the board game Clue. I'm in. Is that in the 80s? It is in the 80s. I'll have to find which year. Clue? Yeah. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. If you want to. uh, Maybe somebody will have to figure out in your family, friends, who stole the cranberry sauce in the office with the can opener? <laughs> if you want to watch Clue ahead of time, it is available on Amazon Video. Tim, what's your uh, favorite Clue character? Who do you play? No idea. I've never played it in the long. I, I don't. I haven't played Clue either. I played it, but not in a while. I don't know who the favorite person is. Okay. Well, we'll find out next week when Kendon. What will we be? We'll be back.